All right, here we go. Recording. Hey, Fly Gems. Welcome to another episode of the Break the Mold podcast. I'm your host, Latanya, and I also go by the name Lady L. I'm an image consultant and creator of At Her Best Style. I'm joined with my co-host, Roscoe Douglas. Keep in mind that change is never comfortable. You are going to hear sensitive topics within this podcast. Some topics may resonate with your personal life. The topics discussed aren't meant to offend anyone. They are to bring personal healing and growth. In order to heal, you must first accept accountability for your role and be open and willing to hear the truth. Not the filtered truth, but the entire truth. Now understand, when you're dealing with the truth, truth sometimes is never easy to accept. But it is the only way to get a breakthrough to your healing. This is why, again, I stress this podcast is for people who are ready for change, for people who are ready to deal with the things that may be holding them back and the sensitive issues they're dealing with. You are not alone. We are all dealing with sensitive issues in our own walks. What you're hearing along with these topics, someone else may have encountered or conquered. Life brings so many different situations. We've all had different experiences. We've all acquired different traits from the generations before us. So again, there are a lot of sensitive topics that we will discuss. Just be mindful and don't take anything personally. Don't internalize a lot of the information that you are hearing. If it resonates, recognize the issue and change it for the better. Don't internalize that you take it as a personal attack on you. If you hear a topic that resonates with you, Look at it as God's way of bringing you to this topic so you can deal with it, heal from it, and conquer it. So you are no longer a victim to it and become a conqueror. If you hear any subject matter within this podcast and you start to feel attacked or you feel offended, take a moment to pause the episode and tell yourself, this is not personal and I should not be taking this personal. These are just tools to help me with what's really bothering me And if this subject is really bothering me, then it is something that I need to be seeking help on. Rather it be in counseling or taking, talking amongst positive peers and people who can genuinely help me to overcome this. I want my listeners to think of me and my co-host as a big sister and big brother. And we are having an intimate conversation because that is exactly what this is. If you and I were sitting in a room across from each other and you brought me an issue that was pressing on your heart, we would be having a discussion like this so that we can help you get to the bottom of the issue and heal. Again, we're rooting for you and all that you do. Let's get to the episode. So on this particular episode today, we are discussing outgrowing friendships. But before we kick that off, I just want to say Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year, Roscoe. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everyone that's listening. I hope it's off to a great start. Hey, I, you know what? Amen to that. And I'm touching and agreeing on that, okay? We need all yeah, the positivity we need. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> ah, we're going to spread that positivity. So... We're in a new year. It's 2021. And honestly, it's refreshing and it feels good to say that. Like, ah, 
2021 sound i mean 2020 actually sounded good because it was a cute number but i'm really loving the tone of 2021 so what does this year mean for you what are you taking into this year what do you want to achieve for this year for yourself well i'm continuing to make it a year of uh fresh fresh vision and dreams and goals and uh, again, you're right, exactly right, that it feels like a bit relief that 2020 is over with the challenges that we've seen, you know, with COVID and, uh, you know, we saw issues of racial injustice rise up that we probably haven't seen since uh, the civil rights movement. Of course, we weren't around then, but, you know, we assume that that's true with uh, the way things, uh, you know, were uprising and uh, how attention was brought to those issues. Mm-hmm. And I can remember on New Year's Eve night, when that clock that clock struck twelve midnight, it just felt like, oh my God, I can breathe again. Like you know, with <laughs> with so much that was going on. But but for you know, twenty twenty one, I think everyone and you know most people are looking for a fresh start. Um, again, just want to uh, feel like that they're winning again. And uh, hey, you change your mindset, your habits, and everything, and uh, just refocus. And then it can be one of the best years of your life. So. I just hope that for you, I hope that for everyone that's listening, that it will be the best year of their lives. Absolutely. I receive it. Because to me, I mean, I put up a post, if you guys are following me on my Instagram, and I told you the last five years have been woo, chaotic, stressful. We, I've been through a lot in the last five years, a lot of hardships, a lot of things behind the scenes that people didn't even know, a lot of battles I was battling, people didn't know I was going through. So... 2020, although we were hit with a lot of things in that year, 2020 was a year I I can absolutely say that I needed. I needed the time. Mm -hmm. I needed the reflection. I needed everything that it brought as far as for me starting over and setting the ground right. You know, I, I love this quote. Sometimes they say, sometimes God has to break down everything to rebuild you back up. And I feel Mm -hmm. That's what needed to be done. And that's what exactly happened in 2020. 2020 just gave me that time to reflect. So going into 2021, I'm looking at it as a year of restoring and reclaiming my time that I lost. Because I actually started the restoring process in 2020. But it's just like reclaiming that time. Like anything that I may have lost from going through traumatic experiences, from going through um, losses in my life in that past five years, it's about restoring those elements of me and reclaiming my time. Mm -hmm. And I also want to tell people, it's okay to take time for yourself. A lot of people don't tell you that enough. You know, we live in a world where um, people always say, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yes, you want to keep going for your goals, but there's also a way to do that as well, which means when you're dealing with trauma in your life or traumatic experience, you have to stop and take time to process it. You have to take time to grieve losses, whether that's the loss of a human, the loss of a job, um, an opportunity, whatever the loss may be, loss of self, you have mm-hmm. to take time to stop and realize where you're at, what has happened, 
and you got to go through that grieving process, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think that's, I should say normalized enough in society today. And, and we have got to get back to that because people don't know they're holding on to trauma and trauma turns into pain and pain. Absolutely. Yes. And when pain rears up, it shows up in the craziest ways. And um, I think that's a good leading to where we're about to talk about on this episode. Um, Before we get into it, I don't want to put too much on the intro because we have a lot to talk about with this um, topic, Outgrowing Friends. My co-host and I would like to dedicate this particular episode to the memory of ecstasy from the group Udini. it's a group from the 80s. We grew up, you know, we grew up in that rap era, that breaking era, y'all. Mm-hmm. They had some hits. Yeah. If you don't know about them, depending on what age group you is, go back, do your research on this group. They are legends. And absolutely, they deserve their flowers. Yes. Um, yeah, back when hip-hop was actually fun. <laughs> okay. When I say fun, fun. Not feeling based. But fun. Uh-huh. Fun, yeah. <laughs> the beat. Uh, don't get me start breaking up in here. Uh, a <laughs> tribute. I got to throw it in here. We also lost Shabadoo, who um at the end of the very end of the year, he's from the movie Breaking. If you ever watch those um, Electric Boogaloo and those movies, man. Mm-hmm. And he's a legend too. So, I mean, if you, if you are a break dancer, then you know Shabadoo. And if you don't, Teach, you know, parents, teach your kids who these individuals are now. This is a good time to educate on those because, man, my gosh. So I just want to shout out both of those families on on this podcast. And Woudini, they had a song called Friends. And, you know, as I was listening to it for this podcast episode and we were talking about that song, this song, man, I didn't, you know, as a youth I was in, you know, I was like, what, six, eight years old? We used to just dance to the song, and we knew the chorus. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends, you know, ones we can depend on. But I didn't realize the lyrics until now. I'm 38, and my co-host, you want to say your age? You wanna, uh, my co-host is that yeah, I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my co-host is 40. So now the lyrics are just hitting a little different, you know, at this age. Mm-hmm. Because um, I was like, you know, I never listened to it, but it honestly tells the different dynamics of friendships you're going to encounter in life, you're going to go through. And um, they, they were ahead of their time with this. They really got it. And, you know, like, there's just one um, lyric in there, and it says, some mistake kindness for being a, um, for being a fool. While others come around when they need some money. And I mean, that's true. You know, you have some people who you're being, you can have a kind friend, but you're looking at kindness with the wrong set of eyes and thinking, oh, well, this person is a fool. No. And then you have some friends that come around only when they need money. And, you know, they have other lyrics in the song. I'm not going to go into it, but I want you guys to listen to the song and just really explore the lyrics in this. So thank you, Woudini. Thank you guys for what you've done. And we're going to honor you today. And we're going to talk about outgrowing friendships because people talking about it and you may be there. You may be at a crossroad in your life and there's some people you've outgrown or you feel yourself outgrowing and you just don't know what to do. 
And that might be the first thing to help you in 2021 to set the path. You might be bringing the situations and people in 2020 into your 2021 that God might've been trying to say, you're supposed to lead those things in 2020. So let's start this week off right and get the foundation right. So first of all, I just want to say, you know, there are different forms of relationships. You got romantic relationships, friendships, family, and acquaintances. Relationships don't always have to be romantic. So when you're talking about outgrowing people, understand you can't outgrow some family members. You can't outgrow some acquaintances. You can even outgrow some situations like living situations where, um, like I say, geographically where you're living, um, even your industry of work, you can outgrow those as well. And I think it's important to understand that anytime you take someone with you that God hasn't authorized, it tampers with your destiny. There are some people who are attached to you while others are actually assigned to you. And it's important to know the difference. And if you can figure out the difference between these two things, you'll know how to separate and when to separate. So I know I've made a mistake of bringing people along my life <laughs> that God was like, no, I didn't tell you to, I didn't tell you to tell them that information. I didn't tell you to bring them with you on that. You know, sometimes when we're growing in life, we want everybody to grow with us at the same speed in the same time. But sometimes God may be opening your eyes to something that he may not be opening to somebody else's eyes because they're not ready. They haven't matured enough in a certain level. Are you got experience with that, Roscoe? Absolutely. Yeah, everything that you just mentioned, I have experienced. And uh, you uh, said a lot of key things right there and dropped some nuggets of wisdom. And, like, you know, outgrowing people, that is a part of life. It is. And uh, God designed it that way. Well, God told Abraham in the first book of the Bible to leave his family and go to a land that I will show you. So he was around family. Uh, I would imagine some friends were around there and God say, move, basically uh, to paraphrase, pack up and move and go to a land basically where you don't know anybody. So that's a good precursor to what we're discussing and mm -hmm. to show that sometimes going to a place, even, you know, geographical location where you don't know anybody or anything could be the right move. And while you're there, yeah, you worried about, okay, I don't know anyone here. Uh, what am I going to do? But yet God have the right people in place. And oftentimes they are complete strangers and they aren't friends or family, or, you know, in Abraham's case. But, you know, outgrowing, like, like as you say, like sometimes uh, I think it's a part of human nature. I think there's a part of all of us who want to be accepted. And so when we meet new people, it's a natural tendency to uh, let a lot of information out in a short period of time. And uh, you kind of touched on that. Like, uh, we like, okay, we just met this person. They seem to be cool. Oh, well, let me go ahead and tell them my life story. Like, and you end up telling them a lot of sens sensitive information. Then in the end, it can come back to bite you if that wasn't a person that God sent for, whether it's like, as you said, whether it's for, uh, a romantic or a dating situation, mm -hmm. whether it's a business relationship, 
uh, whether it's just a friendship or acquaintance or or even a, in a sense where it could be somebody who was meant to be sort of like a mentor in your life. Now, sometimes mentors can be friends and sometimes uh, they're not friends. They care about you and they care about your well-being, but they might not be someone who you uh, talk to every single day. And some are. Uh, it, it just depends. But um, but I remember, uh, you know, something one of my former pastors, he used to say is that uh, everybody needs at least one person in their life who is not impressed with you, meaning they will tell you the truth. Mm. meaning that uh they won't be a yes person and you won't be able to take advantage of them and so when it comes to friends uh we think just the opposite that a friend is someone that i can take advantage of they will say yes and as the saying used to go they will jump every time i say jump uh if you have people like that in your life where you feel like i just have to please this person i'm gonna tell you right now do it today don't wait till tomorrow you need to examine that friendship right now right now because again it, it will prevent some uh some future hurts some future disappointments and you know when it comes to the word friend uh there is another term that we we use it way too loosely we do you have to earn that title of friend absolutely you have to earn it uh you have to build trust and yes uh, you know i was speaking about uh you know letting out a lot of information too soon you gradually release information when you meet in new people or, or, you know, whatever the case may be. And again, it don't matter the type of relationship it is, whether it's uh, a romantic relationship, dating, marriage or whatever, whether it's business, friendship, acquaintance or whoever you tread lightly. Now that don't mean that you be so guarded and automatically assume that every person that I meet is out to get me. You can't think that way because if you think that way, uh, then you'll end up putting a wall up to people that God is actually sending to help you get to your destiny. But just gradually over time, you build trust and everything. And then you'll know when it's time to, uh, you know, release some sensitive information if the friendship is progressing in that way. But uh, this is where the gift of discernment comes in. You have to discern, okay, is this a person that's going to be a long-term friend that I can share information with? Uh, are they in my life just for a season? for me to experience just enough and then another person to come later on that'll uh, take me even further or get me to, you know, my end goal, my end destiny or uh, whatever the path that God has for me. But uh, you have to be careful, you know, with uh, just throwing that, that, uh, that title of friend around. I even tell my daughter who is only five years old, like she has at five years old, she has a big personality. Like people are like drawn to her. She can go, we can go to the beach. We can go to a playground in a park anywhere and kids just draw to her. And then uh, she'd be like, Oh, that's my best friend. That's my best friend. I'm like, I say, look, I like, I know you five years old. You're not going to understand what I'm saying right now. I continue to explain it to you over the years, but yes, there's something in you that draw people. And actually, that's what her names mean. Her name means. That's why I chose her name, Paige. Her name is Paige. And her name actually means people are drawn to me. Wow. And I'm a servant leader. So, um, yeah, I'm real big on, like, the meanings of names and things like that. But uh, but I tell her, like, yeah, don't call everybody your best friend. It's good to have friends. It's good that people like you. It's good that uh, people are attracted to you. That means even at that age, they see something in you that's worthy of being around. But be careful with calling everybody your best friend. Everybody she meets, that's my best friend. That's my best friend. Now, I'm uh, telling her that. And like I say, she may not understand it now. But uh, as, as years go on, and then as she goes into adulthood, and that's not saying that she will have a lot of, you know, bad 
and negative experiences. But, you know, life will teach you that, yeah, you can't call everybody your friend. So, yeah, we just need to be careful with that word. That's good. That's good, Jams. And I like that you're instilling that in your daughter at such an early age because I think we're so at that age, kids don't see no color, kids don't see no boundaries, they haven't right. been hurt. They're so in that innocent stage. And so we do look at everybody as a friend. And I think friend was one of those first words that we learned so early. Yeah. And until we got older, then we learned an associate, an acquaintance, and all of this mm-hmm. like that. So it's so quick to give people that title friend. And I think we just kind of fell into the loop of the nor- what we knew as our normal back then is that's what you call yep. everybody until you, you gather some wisdom along the way. But it's so true. It's like now speaking to us older generations, um, you have probably mislabeled some people as your friend, as Roscoe has said. I know I have. And so now mm-hmm. we have to give people proper titles and put people in their proper places where they actually belong in our lives. I think starting 2021 out, you have to start with people as acquaintances. Anybody you know, mm-hmm. anybody you met, look at them as an acquaintance. I know of you. So you are an acquaintance. acquaintance. You should have, I like how T.D. Jake says, you got to have your circle of 10. So you have, now he says circle of 10. My circle's a lot smaller, okay? Smaller, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> My circle's small. My yeah. If I had 10, I'd have been cut that in half. <laughs> like, okay. Probably even less than that. Okay. <laughs> that was that mine's is a fist. I, I don't know, but that's that, that's what he says. Respects to the um, TJs. But, you know, we can change some things. So let's say circle five. <laughs> yeah. Um, Out of that circle of five, you got to have one confidant. So you got to mm-hmm. make sure, but don't be in a rush to find your confidant. And I think that's what a lot of people do sometimes. You rush to find Who's my best friend? I want a best friend. Who's my bestie? You know, and it's like, that's the one that's going to take some time to find. You're going to have everybody as an acquaintance and then you go through things in life. And that's a test of character to show how you can move certain people up to certain Mm -hmm. categories. You can have a top three out of that five, you know, like your top three. And then out of your top three, one of those can be like your confidants. But mm-hmm. you, it's like a relationship. People get in a relationship and a relationship hasn't been through four seasons, I always say. So I can't, for me personally, I'm not marrying someone I just met in a year because I ain't going to know everything about you. And it's not saying you're going to know everybody's life within a year. But I haven't, mm-hmm. if I haven't been through four seasons with you, and I'm not talking about winter, spring, summer, fall. I'm talking about where you look like happy. What do you look like when you sad? How you handle mm-hmm. anger? Oh, how you mm-hmm. things don't go your way? How you handle <laughs> when I'm on the come up? Mm-hmm. Right. How you handle jealousy? I need to see you in these seasons, okay? And I absolutely, yeah. And I mean, we have to take that same um, strategy not only in our friendships, in relationships, and all these things. And that's where we're failing ourselves. We're not doing that, and then. What ends up happening is you marry to someone and then now you're just seeing them angry. And that anger can come out in rage in different kind of ways, something you've never seen before and something you don't know how to handle. And you sign up for something that you may not necessarily want to have to deal with. 
Mm-hmm. And I go that goes back to settling. Um, you, we we have to get over rushing life and wanting things. Society Absolutely. has, yeah. Society just has us on this like time constraint, saying, "Oh, you got to do this by this age, and you got to do this, and you got this." So it makes people in impatient and feel like they have to hurry up and rush and get these things in order to have things perfect. And it's not. Sometimes it takes a lifetime to find a best friend. You know, it, absolutely. It just does. Um. So I mean, there's people. We were just talking about this in the pre-show um, before we started recording. There's people who are my friends and at a certain season in my life who are not even my life no more, who I would never want in my life ever again. Cause now I'm like, Lord, what was I thinking then? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> my eyes wasn't open to certain things. And then let's be real. Let's just be real. Sometimes we fall into friendships with people based upon the situations we may have just recently come out. It's just like a relationship. You ever been in a relationship with someone and now you're hurt. And so you're quickly trying to find someone else to get in a relationship with what we call is a rebound. Uh-huh. So, so that, you know, like to, to what? To mask the hurt, to mask the pain. So you don't uh-huh. have to feel it. And those are the worst type of relationships because ultimately you end up attaching yourself to someone or having someone attach themselves to you that shouldn't be and then you're in a sensitive season and you're pouring yourself out to a person who God didn't even tend to be in your life anyway so and we look at it in relationships a lot but that happens in friendships a lot I was just telling Mm Roscoe not to get you know too personal but that that I can admit to that that has happened to me something somebody failed me in one of my friendships and then I ran out and I became friends with somebody else and it's like oh we Christians and everything but yeah what the hell you know like (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know real talk like I'm like what did I just get myself into I'm like who what and then I ran up into friendships people who were jealous of me and and I'm like how, how did I get here what's going on here and then and then you you're realizing you're being attacked for who you are mm-hmm. simply you're just simply being yourself but you ran into the wrong crowd you you ran into right. the wrong people because you got hurt in the prior situation so we got to start taking accountability for our own behavior and our own actions as to why we're in certain predicaments. And um, yeah. I think that leads into my next thing is I think the hardest thing, and I want us to discuss most people find it hard to detach from people is, and when they know the situation is not right is because one guilt, mm-hmm. the history behind it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because it's like, say you've been friends with someone for like eight years, but you know, you know, like y'all went to college together, maybe, let's just say. You know, y'all have some moments together. Y'all got some memories together. You know, like, well, this is the person that been with me through this and been through this. But God is showing you every day that is not the person that need to be in your life right now. Like, Mm-hmm. he's showing you their true character or ways or he's just right. y'all are not equally yoked basically you're just not yoked right absolutely but absolutely and when we hear that 
uh, phrase equally yoked. Uh, just it, it falls right into what we're saying about like uh, we usually hear that when it comes to like you know dating and marriage and things, but it definitely applies to regular friendships as well. And you know we do hang on to people longer than we should because again, like I said, we go through the hurt. And another thing we're not taught is how to deal with hurt. As you said, we're not taught to properly deal with it, and so we think a person is an answer to the inner hurt. Okay. Yes, people can come into your life that can guide you through, or even like going to to like counseling and therapy and everything like that. And uh, you know, and I, I encourage anybody who may need that to go do it. Like it's a a stigma attached to it that's saying like going to counseling and therapy is for crazy people. Uh, no, it's not. I mean, you know, uh, I, and I used to be one of them, honestly, to say that. Like, uh, I used to be like, yeah, anybody go to therapy, they just crazy and everything like that, and they. They look more messed up now than before they even went in there. I used to say that, but uh, but in recent years, I've seen where it has helped even some people who are close to me. So uh, if you need to go that route, uh, please do it. But but at the same time, you know, as I was saying, uh, we look for people to heal wounds. We we treat people as a band-aid. Okay, this person hurt me. I'll go to the next one. Okay, maybe they'll be better. And then even, uh, you know, in like a, a relationship, why people jump from person to person, like in a, ro- a romantic sense, is because somebody hurt me. Okay, here's the next person, as you said, the rebound to help heal the hurt. And then also what happens as well, sometimes if people don't go to that extreme, they go to another stream of I can't let nobody else in. You hurt me. And then there's some people who really want to do right. And wants to, you know, really like love you and uh, have your best interest at hand. But because of that, you didn't deal with the hurt properly. Uh, you're not allowing them to do so. So, you know, you have to heal properly so that you can love properly. And again, that goes for regular friendships, business relationships, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And, and that's that's a common dynamic that we're seeing in society right now is hurt. A lot of our issues is hurt. A lot of predicaments we put ourselves in is because of hurt we're allowing our hurt to make our life decisions for us decisions mm-hmm. that's the word okay mm-hmm. you absolutely again. and when you're hurting yeah when you're hurting tired you're talking about the tdj something you say all the time you don't make any decisions and when you hurt and when you're tired absolutely say that again for the people in the back <laughs> absolutely you do not make decisions when you're hurt or tired because you're not in the right state of mind, one. It's like right. you're working on a computer. You know how you've been working on a computer for hours sometimes? You know, sometimes you got to step away from that computer and walk away and clear your mind and get fresh air. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do things in the heat of the moment. The moment, yeah. There are a lot of people who aren't here today because of that. There are a lot of people who have taken their lives because something was so hurtful or they got bad news or didn't know how to deal with the shock of something that just happened and they made a bad decision. Decision, yep. So we got to learn how to, again, it goes back to self-love. We got to learn how to love ourselves a little bit more, y'all. We got to care for one another a little bit more. We got to know how to, it's okay, stop, pause. Like a different world. I was watching mm-hmm. the other day. You remember that episode when she was like, relax, relate, release. Release, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we need to brace that back. Absolutely. Okay, you need, just need, 
And honestly, she was on the therapist's couch when she was Whitney was going through that and was on the therapist's couch. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's real. That's how you need to handle life. That's why even on the intro, if you listen to the disclaimer, I say, we might say some things that may be a little shocking. Maybe the first time you heard some of this and it's okay, we understand. But when you hear something shocking, stop mm-hmm. before you react. Because a lot of times, People Absolutely. go into anxiety. Real, it's easy to go into anxiety after the shock, real quick. And when you're in anxiety, you start, you go into, you, you're frantic, and you're like, "Oh my god, oh my god, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Do I go here? Do I do this?" And that's how you, you're acting and projecting yourself. And it's like, just hold on, let's get to a center place before you make a decision. That mm-hmm. because I want to circle back around being. Um, equally yoke so before we talk about that because that's a huge one i'm gonna give you guys some steps here why should you detach and separate yourself if you're experiencing any one of these one you want to detach and separate for your personal growth if if you are in a situation and you know you're growing you're learning um God is showing you a different way, a different direction. You want to, you have it in your being to want to advance more, learn more. And the people around you, they ain't quite catch that ride yet. You know, they ain't hit them. That epiphany came around yet. That will be a time to detach yourself because if you keep trying to over explain yourself to people, what God is showing you, they're not going to get it. You're going to drain yourself mm-hmm. out. You're going to exert yourself. And you're just going to set yourself back from where you need to be because you're you'll end up dimming your light, trying to help them catch up to what God is showing you. And I know it can be exciting because I know when God used to show me stuff all the time, I'd be like, oh, oh, God, what? what? Huh. And you don't know. And then like, and I had to learn all of this the hard way. A lot of us have. And I was like. God and you know and those were actually times God was trying to grow me to show me his to how to have like conversation with him but sometimes I was telling what God was telling me and I'm like I didn't know (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and so but God was trying to separate me to show me things the other thing is um and we'll come back around to these you want to separate for your peace of mind and clarity sometimes Mm-hmm. We be in situations and you're so involved in your situation, you so around people, you asking people for advice who, like he said, their mind is not where it needs to be. They're giving you wrong advice. So if they're giving you advice from a place of hurt, they just leading you astray and leading you down a path of confusion. So two hurts trying to give each other advice, that's chaos, you know? So Mm-hmm. you need peace of mind so and sometimes if you're around people who just aren't giving you a peace of mind or an environment or situation that's also a time to separate so and a lot of we're talking about peace right now so a lot of people are realizing i have no peace in my life and that's okay that's the first thing is taking accountability and realizing i'm lacking peace so how can i gain peace first separate yourself from things that are not bringing you peace Number three, people, if they're not operating from the best place and their energy is not right, people can be energy vampires and they can suck the life Mm -hmm. and drain you. 
And you might have people like that around you. You know, people who, I call them dream killers. They don't mean to squash your dreams, but sometimes they, they're just not there. Like God's showing you a dream and they're telling you all the reasons of why you shouldn't be doing it because God didn't give that vision to them. Those were your eyes. So that's the time to separate so you can fulfill the vision that God gave you. And I want to throw this gem out there. People are always saying, well, God, what's my purpose? I'm trying to find my purpose. This is another reason why you need to separate, because sometimes God has to separate you to reveal your purpose to you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have a hard time finding that because they want to mm. stay down. So the other one I want to say, too, is um, separate so you can focus. You know, some people have a hard time finding focus. You can't get peace of mind until you have focus. And you can't focus when you got so much confusion around you and you got so much going on and you just can't stay still. That's what 2020 was about. And a lot of people had a hard time with 2020. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, they're so used to the world going and going and going. But sometimes you got to stay still to get focused on where to go next. Yes, it hit us. We didn't know what was coming on, what was next. But in order for us to get an accurate plan on how to maneuver forward, got to get focused to figure it out and lastly you want to separate because some people mean well (laughs) but they will waste your time (laughs) meaning they love you but they love to try to keep you tied up this keeps you from what you're supposed to be doing Mm-hmm. You better preach. <laughs> I'm telling you. Now I dropped some gems, so you can chime in, Roscoe, anytime on that one. Cause oh yeah, now, all of them, you know, was good, and yeah, and some people will deliberately knowing that you got things to do, that you're presu- pursuing certain goals, and will literally, literally try to take up your time, your energy. And everything that you need to be putting towards those to put towards them and what they want to do. And they know it consciously mm-hmm. and they try to manipulate you into doing those things. And again, if that's happening and the thing is, it's not always easy to recognize uh-huh. at first, but in the end, it will always be revealed. But all of those nuggets are, are I mean, they are just gems about, you know, even the number one way. You can tell, I think, out of all of those, all of them was good, but, excuse me, especially, you know, when you revealing that you want to grow and they give you all the excuses as to why you can't or why something can't be done. Or even if you say, even if it's outlandish, you say, oh, I want to be an astronaut. They'd be like, oh, well, my mama tried to be an astronaut and she she didn't make it or whatever, or she died or whatever, like, you know. And stuff like that. I mean, I know that's an extreme example, but anything, uh, if you're older in life and you're like, oh, you're telling your so-called friends, oh, I want to go back to school and finish my degree. Oh, you too old for that. You got to examine things like that. And the mistake a lot of people make is when some people uh, make those types of comments when you're revealing your dreams to them or some goal, some goals that you want to accomplish, they, they yeah. agree with them. Because they don't want to detach when detaching is necessary. Mm-hmm. And that will fall into the type of people like, 
you know, that don't mean that they are bad people or anything like that, but you're going in different directions. Okay. You can still love the person, but you got to decide That's when you have to decide for yourself. And this again, where, where you're saying, well, self-reflection and, uh, actually going somewhere and being alone and being still, and you have to ask yourself the question, okay, what's more important, me pleasing that person because they may not have the same dream or have any at all or any goals, or is my dream more important than uh, their criticism, even though it seems as subtle as it may be? Because I tell you this, even the most subtle criticism turned into big-time jealousy down the road. Absolutely. It does. Child. And that's the thing when you go back to being equally yoked. To, you got to mm-hmm. be careful of who you share certain information with. I'm guilty of it. I know we all have, um, especially certain sensitive information about you. And especially like if someone's hurt, we haven't talked on that yet. When people hurt, they will try to use that information against you to try to hurt you, um, to deflect. So it's like you always trying to, well, how do I know? How do I know? I'm going to give you some signs in just a second. But you let your intuition guide you. And a lot of people don't mm-hmm. let their intuition guide you because one, you're around, you got too much confusion in your mind. You got too much confusion in your brain. You're trying to overanalyze the situation. Overanalyzing situations bring so much confusion in situations. You can have Absolutely. a clear answer in front of you. God's showing you, here's a sign. I can't give it to you more clear. You will mm-hmm. overanalyze that thing to every T, every dot, every cross, every, you know. Mm-hmm. I talk yourself right, right out of it. it. And that's why I say it's important to detach. You already know something don't feel right. I feel a shift. That's sign number one. I feel a shift in me. Something tells me I want something more. Okay. Let me shut myself off for just a second, people. Go into your bubble. Be a hermit. Do what you got to do. Because if not, you're going to overanalyze it. Or you're going to share it with the wrong person. And you're going to set yourself back. Now, before we go there, let me drop these signs. Because we are, um, I want to get to where we're talking about the root of where this behavior comes from. And, you know, me and my co-host, we, when we get to talking about this stuff, we get to talking, okay? We got like 15 <laughs> minutes left. And I really think this is going to be a part two one. And it's okay. Y'all like the last one. Um, I think we're going to do a part two on this one because this is a real big topic. Not all of our episodes will end up being part twos, but this is like a huge, huge, huge topic that we need to discuss. You can't just do it in one mm-hmm. episode. Um, signs that you should be detaching yourself from someone else and signs of toxic behavior that may be showing up in individuals. If the situation or the person is draining, non-supportive, difficult, showing signs of arrogance, and we'll talk about that one, controlling Never have anything positive to say or contribute. They always start a negative, excuse me, they always start in a conversation with a negative before a positive. That's a huge indication. Something is always wrong 
they're drawn to drama, never want a solution, only want to complain. And has to always be right. Let's talk about it. <laughs> now, those are some signs. And you probably are experiencing those. I know I've experienced every last one. That's why I was able to write the list. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. here's a cue sign. In a world where we're trying to shift the atmosphere right now and we want people to be more positive and kind, understand your dialogue says a lot. You got some people who aren't even aware sometimes. Like We're going to be careful when we talk about toxic and stuff. These are toxic behaviors. We're not calling anybody mm-hmm. specifically toxic. We're saying these are toxic behaviors. Some people might have grown up around people who have done this and they don't even realize that they've caught on to this behavior themselves. So let's talk about conversation. I can be in conversation with um, Roscoe. And let me show you what's a dream killer. Roscoe can tell me. Tell me, Roscoe, that you are about to move to Washington, D.C. Just go ahead and tell me that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to Washington, D.C. Why do you want to move to Washington, D.C.? <laughs> I mean, I like Washington and everything. Okay, but okay, let mm-hmm. me tell you. Okay, Anthony. Now, Roscoe, tell me you moving to Washington, D.C. again. I'm moving to Washington, D.C. Okay, friend. Okay, I can see D.C. I mean, I can't really see myself in D.C., but I can see you doing that. Well, tell me why you would be interested in moving to D.C. Now, do you see the difference, Mm y'all? You set the tone is what I'm trying to show. When you have a conversation with someone, you got to be careful. Like, I see this a lot on social media and online. People always want to put their opinion into something. And you got to be careful. When you start off giving your opinion, don't start it off with a negative. Start off with a positive, and then you can go in with a negative. You don't always have to agree with someone on things, but we don't know how to properly disagree with people. Yeah. And so you can, like, again, I'm trying to show you, if God is showing you something and saying, hey, I want to show you this, and then you're around the wrong group, or that mindset ain't where that needs to be at. And they got some certain behaviors that, you know, just ain't what you need for this topic. You got to be careful where you drop that information off at. Because just like that, Roscoe told me, I'm moving to D.C. And I was like, why you want to move? That's the whole <laughs> tone. It just it's, it's negative now. I just kidding him. You mm-hmm. know, it's like he's like, well, dang, that wasn't the reaction I was expecting. Expecting. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't agree with him. I need to allow my friend to tell me how is this impacting him, why he came up and, and had that moment. We be killing moments. You got to stop that. And you got to be mindful of if you are around people. That don't necessarily make them bad. That just means the behavior needs some work, you know, with them. Mm-hmm. And you got to be careful in, in who you share that with. Also, you know, people always be like, we were talking about this before, Roscoe. Um, people will do a good deed. That's <laughs> like stealing. Let's, y'all, let's just be real for a second. 
people will go into the store, steal a loaf of bread, and give it to somebody else, and give it to somebody else, and be like, but I did a good thing. <laughs> no, baby. <All> right. <laughs> it's still stealing. Right. Although I know you had good intent to help someone, that is still a toxic behavior. Not saying you're toxic, but you just did something bad. Okay. I hope I'm getting through. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That makes perfect sense because when uh, people would, you know, have those negative reactions, like like you know, we just gave an example with the DC and like I said with the stealing the bread. They think they are helping you, and they are thoroughly convinced. But really, it's a issue on the inside of them. Of uh, actually, it's underlying jealousy, really. Like, oh, this person got a goal of moving to DC or whatever. Okay, but I'm gonna be stuck here. Mm-hmm. They can't outshine me. They can't do better than me. But you're a friend. Like friends celebrate each other. That, that's just the bottom line. Friends celebrate each other. When things going good, when things going bad, in between, all, as you were saying earlier about in the different seasons of life, like uh, you know, up, down, uh, just got a promotion on a job, just got fired from a job. A friend is there, you know, when they encouraging you, when they need encouraging themselves. That's when you know you got a, a person who uh, are with you through. All of those different seasons, all those different life experiences, that's how you know you got a real friend. But yeah, but those other underlying negative thoughts, like they are, they want you to think that they're looking out for you and have your best interest at heart. But again, God is saying like, yeah, you move to D.C. And this person like, nah, you stay here in, in Rock Hill, Greenville, Charlotte or wherever. Right. And uh, and again, it's, it's really about them on the inside saying like, nah, this is my my so-called friend, but no, nah, they, they cannot outdo me. They cannot do better than me. They have to remain like I am so I can feel more comfortable about myself. That's true. And that's what, you know, some people coincide that that type of behavior to like crabs in a bucket. It's like, I'm down, so I want to keep you down with me. Like, mm-hmm. I see you growing. I see you glowing, but because I ain't there yet, I'm trying to figure out how to keep you down. And you got to be careful of people right. like that. Like I said, we're not saying people are bad, but it's saying like, that's just not right. You know, it's mm-hmm. you You want to be around people who allow you to grow and glow. And if your friend, your circle ain't doing that for you, it's, that's when you know it's time to separate from them. It don't mean it's bad. You just got to have that conversation. And sometimes it's not even a conversation to have because that's mm-hmm. a whole nother thing we're about to get into on that one. But it's like, let's just keep it with separation right now. That's just telling you it's time to separate from that person because you, what what's going to end up happening is you're going to end up dimming your light to please them. You're going to feel bad about mm-hmm. your glow up and your grow up that you're not going to rise to the occasion of the level where you need to be because your friend ain't there yet. And because they're the one who always like, Man, I don't got nothing going on in my life. All I got is mm-hmm. this. All we doing is raising these kids. All we doing is taking care of this. All we doing is this. All we doing is working our nine, this five. You know, like all the excuses people get. They are going to be down and out about their situation. And so they mm-hmm. can't give 
light to your situation. They can't celebrate you. And it doesn't mean that they don't want to celebrate you. It's just when they don't see a way out for themselves, it's hard for them to celebrate you. Mm-hmm. And you, Absolutely. And you have to take accountability for yourself at that point. It's not trying to, it's not for you to feel bad, but it's like saying, okay, I need to separate myself so that I keep the momentum and joy and happiness going about what God is doing in my life. But I understand from a mature standpoint, this friend can't handle that type of information. Right. And sometimes you're not going to know off back. Sometimes it's when you reveal the information is when you find out what that person can handle and they can't handle. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have to be like, oh, let me not say this mm-hmm. to them. Or, you know, like, God is showing you. Yeah. Because yeah. they're fine as long as you, uh, you know, sharing your losses with them, uh, your obstacles and everything. But they can't handle when things are actually going good for you. They can't handle it, but they they like when you gossip. Uh, they like when you, you know, you're down and out, you know, going through a tough time or whatever the, you know, whatever circumstances what brought the tough times. They're good with that, but you're actually coming to a winning season and want to make some changes, and they, somehow they got a problem with that and can't celebrate with you, but you're a friend? No. Uh-uh. That part. All of that. Because it's like, yo, a, a true friend is going to celebrate your wins. They're going to be moving you on mm-hmm. before the win even come on. Before it comes. They're going to be encouraging and do what you need to do to get yourself there. To be in position for a win. Okay? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not that. If you got the friend who is encouraging you to be like, let's hang out on the corner. Let's do this. Or let's do that. Or let's spend money knowing you're trying to save money. You know, the friend who always, you mm-hmm. sit there and you say, I'm trying to save money this season or this year. I got some goals I'm trying to accomplish. Well, let's take a trip. Didn't I just tell you? <laughs> right. I'm trying to save some money. And they don't care. You have to, you know, like, it's you. that's when you have to make those decisions for you that, okay, I got to distance myself from this. I got to separate myself from this because this friend knows clearly that my objective is to save money and you keep bringing opportunities to me to spend money versus saving money. You're not helping me. So those are things. I'm trying to give you real life situations that occur to give you an indication. Um, we, I'm trying to think, y'all, we got five minutes left on this one. I don't want to get too deep into this part before, because we're going to talk. So we're going to wrap up here. And I encourage you, share this podcast with a friend, um, get with your acquaintances, sit together, listen to this. I hate to say this, but <laughs> get with your friends. Sorry, <laughs> you might discover after this podcast, you might have to rearrange. <laughs> might have to... Oh man, we done broke up some friendships. I can see the room now looking at each other like, mm-hmm. are you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, make it fun. Let's, I mean, while we're saying that, we're not, you might have to. It's, it's, you know, the hardest thing for people to do is to take accountability. So let me challenge you. 
Yeah. When you get together and listen to this podcast, <laughs> you might have to replay it. Get some flashcards. Make some like flashcards on index cards. Write, am I the hater? Am I the complainer? Am I the, <laughs> mm-hmm. am I the negative? You know? So make it fun so people can kind of see where they fall. And then maybe you guys can talk together about solutions, you know, on how to, mm-hmm. or, you know, some people are not self-aware or put, put those in a pot so people can pull those index cards when they're realizing this may be me or this is where I fall at, you know, make it fun. So the goal is not to break up friendships. Yeah. The goal is for you to understand when you do outgrow certain friendships. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you may outgrow someone for a season, but it don't mean y'all won't come back around in a later season. Come back, absolutely. And I'm going to leave off where that is, and we're going to end it, and we're going to pick up on part two of episode outgrowing friendships. When we come back, we're going to talk about the evolution of coming back together. We're going to also talk about the root of hurt and where a lot of this behavior has come from. And we're going to talk about be careful about giving people false stigmas and labels of the word toxic. All right. We out. We'll see y'all. Part two.